One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast on Tuesday with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And what a podcast it's going to be. Is it better than yesterday's? Well, yeah, he's a lot better than this. How do you know? You haven't done it yet? Yeah. Very good point. I have no idea. Let's sit back and relax and make that call at the end, shall we? And we begin with a bit of drive time with Aid and Goffey and James Ward-Prowse, or JWP, as no one calls him. He was saying the manager, who no one, of course, can pronounce correctly, brings great energy and identity to the team. The level of detail, especially without the ball that he requires... It requires the physical stuff, but also the mental, the mental thought behind it. So, you know, there's a real identity within the team now. And um, ever since the, the Leicester game, we all used it as a club to stick together and, 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 and drive forward and, and look to improve. And we've certainly done that. And I think we're in a really good place now um, heading into the last few games. And the big names continue on drive with KP or uh, the, the nut, as people call it, KP nut, or maybe dry roasted. Or maybe they should call him the rope. No, they wouldn't call him that. Anyway, Kevin Peterson is on the show today. That's Tuesday from 4pm with Aid and Goffey. Now on to the wonderful breakfast show with the brilliant Laura Woods and Ali McCoyst alongside. They are picking things they would get rid of when everything gets back to normal. This is Freddie Flintoff's Room 101. Mm, great idea for a TV show, that is. I'd like to put um, new age cricket jumpers. You know when I play cricket... You got a knitted jumper. It was a big thing. You got presented with your county jumper, your England jumper. <laughs> and I, I, know, I, I know they're not practical. I know a big knitted jumper in 40 degrees in India <laughs> is probably not what you need. However, there's something lovely about a jumper. And wh- while I'm on cricket, I, I go with the new jumpers. I would also like to put in the 2006-2007 Ashes series out in Australia <laughs> when I was captain. I would... I would like to get rid of that from in- the internet. I'd like to get rid of it from any wisdom almanac. I'd like to get rid of it from inside my head because he just <laughs> he just eats. So where we got beat five nil, I was captain. It was a shocker. So I put the ashes in. I'd also put the coaching of the time, Duncan Fletcher. He can go in as well. He, d- he didn't really help me out. <laughs> you know what? Me and Ali have put in things. You've put in a person. You can't put a yeah, person. Can he put a person in? I suppose you can really. I'll put a couch in there and I'll, I'll put, like, he can have Netflix, we can watch Tiger King. And he can do, he can... That is I, so I, out of order. But you can have it, it's fine. 
he, he put me in, he put me in a heartbeat. So <laughs> I, I probably sat next to him. So we're raising that from memory and we're also putting him in there. Fine. Carry on. You've got yeah, more. I'll put that in. I've got a couple more. Um, you know, I, I go to the gym. I go to a, I go to a CrossFit gym and I don't do CrossFit, but it's, it's a nice gym. Mm. And I can't get my head around people who take their shirts off on the train. Why? Are you talking about Why? people that are proud of their physique? Yeah, I, I do look at them a little bit jealously. Do but hang on a minute. But you must be in relatively good shape now. Um, I'm I'm probably Sorry, a storm lighter than when I played. I I'm a 42 year old man. I shouldn't have emphasized now quite so heavily. Now. Should I? Sorry. <laughs> oh, I, t I tell you what, though, I, I, I look back at some of the photographs when I was about 20, 21, and I'm stood there in the England kit. I used to when we played at Headingley at Yorkshire, the crowd used to come with the honey monster, <laughs> and I I I understand why they did it. It was like, this lad's a professional athlete. This is not right. We're, we're now. Yeah, it was, it was a constant battle. Okay. Um, just what, one thing which is contentious. It might, it might be me. I think it is me. And I need some explaining, explaining on this. Do you know in the Olympics and athletics, you get a gold medal. Okay. I've never understood silver and bronze. Hang on a minute. You want to put in silver and bronze medals into that Sports Room 101? I don't know if I want to put them in, but I, I just can't get. It. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm waving. I'm on a 50-50 with this one because I, I, from a sport that I play, you either win or you lose. You can draw yeah. after five days. I get that, but it's either <laughs> win or lose. So, I don't know. Silver and bronze, I'm, I'm not quite sure about. I just want winners' medals. Oh, but hang on a minute. But in fairness, if you're an athlete, if I think of the Olympics and you're getting your podium moment, even if it's silver, even if it's bronze, you're still on the biggest stage in the world for your sport. Yeah. And you're still, you know, that's that's an opportunity to come away with a little bit of like silverware or, or bronze, and you'll always remember that. But you're saying you look at it and well, you'll like always a remember that like you like, like take a trinket on from the the yeah, competition. Yeah, basically. The trinket. Yeah, but you, you 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 want to be on the first place podium. You want your anthem being played. You want the gold you want your handshaking first now i've got some bad news for you i know things aren't going well in the world and i'm going to make them slightly worse um it was bank holiday monday yesterday and of course uh, andy jacobs and paul hawksby never work on a bank holiday monday why they're just sitting home doing nothing it's lockdown remember they could have just done the show anyway yeah i mean that's a very good point anyway max rushton oh really yeah nothing i can do about it and charlie baker were in their place this is the Times Chief Sports Writer Martin Ziegler on Tottenham Hotspur Chairman Daniel Levy reversing his furlough decision for non-playing staff. Hurrah! I think actually this, um, initially Daniel Levy was trying to shame the players into taking a wage cut. So he, he, he announced all non-playing staff are going to have a 20% wage cut. Now the players have refused to do so. <laughs> it's it's in a slightly embarrassing position that the, the best played employees aren't going to take a wage cut yet the worst paid paid ones are so i actually think he probably had little choice but to change uh, change the 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 original plan and um yeah reverse furlough and back to breakfast now and sir jackie stewart was on the show paying tribute to the talents of the late sir sterling moss Well, first of all, his talent was uh, just the very best of his period. Uh, he was a great driver. He drove anything uh, with four wheels and drove it usually to the absolute maximum. But he was so smooth and clean as a racing driver. Uh, his skill was that he could drive any kind of racing car in the world. 
he'll be very sadly lost and he'll be sadly missed. There's, there's never going to be another Sterling Morse. He was just the best. Now, Natalie Sawyer, Perry Groves and Jake Wood were in for the mid-morning show, or as we like to call it, Sawyer, Groves and Wood. I mean, it doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying their surnames. Anyway, this is Perry Groves' response to TV cameras should be allowed in dressing rooms when the Premier League returns from the coronavirus hiatus. And what's interesting here is that no one uses the word hiatus. There's some things really? fans wouldn't want to know what's going on, trust me. You'd, really? You, you probably, like what? Like what, Perry? Well, you change your opinion of people. You've got to realise you're in the heat of battle on the moment and the emotions that overcome you. Yeah, that would that's be, why it's so good to watch. No, but it wouldn't <laughs> happen. Because you know you've got cameras on you, you wouldn't because you wouldn't want to see the general public and the fans knowing a not particularly nice side of you. You, you wouldn't be exactly the same. And I think there's something you like a little bit of mystique. I'm not being funny that... There is so much access to footballers and managers now, you know, with the TV. Sometimes, one, I want to make journalists work a little bit harder as well to get their stories. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I know they make quite a lot up. But Cheers, Perry. No, exactly. But I want to... But I, I, you, I'll give an example. We... Um, can you remember we played in a game against Millwall and uh, David Ellery, the referee, was mic'd up? Yeah, that and, was the classic, wasn't it? Right, All that stuff, yeah. Right, yeah, but... But they must have forgot the mics were on, no, Perry, because... No, we didn't know. No, no, that's the point. Because oh, you weren't told. What happened was, uh, we scored. Um, Tony Adams scored, and David yeah. Ellery's mic'd up. So, Rodders chased him. He was a cross between like Joe Swash and uh, <laughs> Wild Man of Borneo. He was chasing him <laughs> up the pitch. It's my goal! It's my goal! And calling him all the names under the sun. Yeah, and he I called him that, a yeah. cheat. He swore at him. Yeah. And David Ellery <laughs> said, "Like you better calm down." So mm. after the game, we we're in the dressing room. Um, and we got a decent result. So George Graham's, you know, going for his debrief as he does, said, you know, you've battled hard there. The den's a difficult place to come, blah, blah. Then he, sent, he turned to Rod and says, Tone, um, what happened to you and Riffs? He said, I didn't say anything, Gaffer. Footballers lie, right? He went, yeah, Gaffer, course, didn't say yeah. a word. Didn't, honestly, I didn't call him, swear at him, didn't call him a cheat, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so then George Graham goes out, then he has to go back in, the, in those days, he'd go and see the directors and the chairman. Yeah. Then he come back in, he went, Tone, he said, the, the chairman and director's unhappy with you. He said, um, the report's coming back that you've abused uh, David Leary. He said, I swear, wow. Gaffer. He said, I swear. So, so the players were never told, Perry, no, about right. that? Yeah, so he That's said... That's not right, though, is it? They right. should have been informed, shouldn't they? I mean, what it is, Jake, right, at the end of it, so we know, we, we're laughing, we know he's done it, right? We're, yeah. we're looking at him going, shut up, Rodders, you absolutely battered him, right? <laughs> so he's going, honestly, Gaffer, I, as you stand in front of me now, right, I swear, wow. I did not call him a cheat, I didn't swear at him. Yeah. So George Graham went out again... Went to talk to David Ellery, come back. He said, right, Tone, I'm going to give you one more chance now, like, mm. to tell me the truth. He went, Gaff, honestly, he went, Tone, the referee was mic'd up, right? So Rodders then <laughs> oh, went, no. he went, to be fair, I might have got a little bit carried away, Gaff. I can't really remember what <laughs> yeah. came out. But then he Barry, called... did the colour drain from his face? Yeah, it was, it was we were laughing, right? honestly, we were in hysterics, <laughs> oh. right? But what happened... He thought he was going to get the book thrown at him by the club, by the FA. Yeah. But because we didn't know, hey, of course. It, it was entrapment. Yeah. So he got, he actually got, oh, he, he never yeah. got fined. But it wasn't particularly edifying, you know, the fans seeing how you shout at referees and mm. scream referees. But I, I think there's some things that just need to be behind closed doors. Mm. You need the raw passion, you need the emotions. I think Romeo is probably in a minority of one. <laughs> Honestly, not one manager or player would want the uh, cameras behind the scenes. Back now to Law Woods on Breakfast Show. And Tony Belly was on, saying he missed being punched in the face for a living. I mean, I don't really get that. I mean, if you miss, you know, going to the pub with your mates, you just go to the pub. I mean, obviously you can't at the moment, but 
you know, if you miss it, you do. If you miss having a chocolate bar, you just go down the road to the shops. And you, I mean, you can't at the moment. I know that. But if you miss being punched in the face, I mean, you can literally just turn around to whoever's in front and go, punch me in the face. I mean, how can you miss being punched in the face for a living? Do miss fighting? I absolutely miss fighting. I love it. I love fighting. I love punching people in the face. Uh, believe it or not, mate, it's been that long now. I actually enjoyed getting punched in the face. I've got a screw loose, don't worry. I, I understand it and accept it. So some of you in that studio got a screw loose, screw loose, to be honest. It's just that I accept it and I admit it. But yes, mate, I, I definitely miss punching people in the face. Time now to check in with the press box and Simon Jordan, Kate Price's ex-husband. By the way, I think they've had a row, actually, so the chances of them two getting back now are slimmer than ever. Anyway, Jordan was alongside Danny Kelly and Sean Custis. There's an element of morality here, Danny. You know, I hear a Southampton player saying he's proud of taking a deferral. People have lost their businesses, losing their jobs, losing their lives, and a player's pushing his salary down the line for three months, and they're proud of that. I find that very difficult to contend with, and maybe that's wrong, and maybe I should dial it down a bit. But when I look at the, the future of football, I look at the challenges that are coming down the pike, and think about it, and think to myself, well, it's very likely that attendances inside football stadiums are going to diminish for a perceived for for a reasonable amount of time because the challenges that are going to be in people's minds i think the broadcasters are catching a cold i think they've been catching a cold for some time um over subscriber numbers and i think they're going to catch an even bigger cold and the value of broadcasters the value that broadcasters attach to football i think is going to reduce that's an international special in the very latest Glory Hunters podcast as Ireland take on Scotland. Captain in Ireland was Perry Groves, who was once approached by Jack Charlton to play for the Republic of Ireland, which, of course, makes him a perfect candidate to actually captain Ireland. Played against Newcastle at home at Highbury, and Noel Quinn was in the Republic of Ireland squad, and Theo Foley, who was our assistant coach, he was for Republic of Ireland. So they'd put it forward that my granddad was born in County Cork. They said, Jack Charlton, after the game, wants to have a word with you. So I went, all right, no problem. So I go in and go into the players' bar. And let's just say he probably enjoyed the pre- and post-match hospitality. <laughs> so Quinny takes me up to him. He goes, Gaffer, we've got some see like that. So Jack Charlton, he goes, Terry, how you doing? Right, so I didn't start <laughs> off that particularly well. I went, all right, Jack, how's he going? He went, yeah. He said, um, got a game Tuesday for the B team against Bulgaria. He said, bring your boots tomorrow, Sunday. He said, this hotel, turn up with your boots, play Tuesday night. If it goes all right, I'll put you in the full squad Wednesday, right? So I went home and I spoke to my family on the, on the Saturday night. And I'm thinking, if I turn up just with my boots, whatever, on the Sunday, and he's forgotten because he was that out of it, he thought, who's Ginger? What's he doing over here? Like, he doesn't know I am. So I politely um, got the club to write back and say, thanks for the offer for Perry for playing in the B team yeah. in a nice way. He thinks he's a bit better than that. Oh. Put him in the big boy squad yeah. and you might, you know, you might get him. And I'm still waiting. That's the Glory Hunters podcast with Charlie Baker, available from your regular podcast provider. Back now to the breakfast show. Freddie Flintoff on having a dance to blue. I've no idea what this is. Let's have a listen together, shall we? What they, they were abandoned half, weren't they? Blue, Back I, know, in the day. I love them. Who's not had a dance to blue? Jeez, <laughs> Tokyo Joe's in Preston Monday night, 10 p a pint and a bit of blue. Get in 10 p a pint. You're a 
No, 10p a pint, student night, Mondays. I'd say it's right, the wooden price on a Tuesday. Tw me, I'm 42. How can it have been 10p a pint? It's a promotion. I need to tell you, Freddie, if I'd known that, I'd have been straight down that end 74 <laughs> for, a, for, a for a slice of that, mate. I tell you, it's one of the few occasions I didn't haggle. And Ali McCoist was saying the SPFL have brought shame on Scottish football with the voting chaos. It's an absolute shambles. SPFL, the Cartoon Network, the gift that keeps on giving. Honestly, <laughs> they'd a vote, Freddie, they'd a vote, right, and, and the votes had to be in there. Uh, seemingly they'd to be in, I think, Saturday at five o'clock. So anyway, they've not all arrived, but for some reason unbeknown to everybody else by themselves. The SPFL think it's a great idea to release the result of the vote while all the votes aren't <laughs> in, right? So all of a sudden, Dundee, who said that they sent their vote, but strangely and bizarrely, the SPFL said they didn't receive their vote. So there's a mystery. And then they've said, oh, wait a minute, we did receive it. We received it mm -hmm. later on. At best, the whole thing absolutely stinks. For a governing body who are supposed to be looking after their members, guys, it's an absolute embarrassment. And there's a lot of rumours going about that some of the smaller clubs have been bullied into agreeing to this, into this deal because they need the money. Where, in fact, the, the, the duty of the SPFL is to look after their member clubs and they should have found a way and they could probably still find a way that these clubs can get their money without voting. And I, I don't understand why the vote has to be done right now. Why there's such a hurry? It's a shambles. The whole thing stinks. There's people definitely in there have got their own agenda. And I just hope, I really, really hope that we get to the bottom of it because it's been an embarrassment once again for Scottish football. And last but by no means least, of course, it's my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. I've no idea what Tom, our producer of this podcast, has put in it, but it assures me it's all the good stuff. So sit back and relax for three hours worth of stuff. Um, we had a call in the last hour who goes by the name of Chris, who um, is a bit of a Casanova. Mm. Hello, Chris. Oh, yeah, you can tell. Yeah, what I've actually done, I've actually been onto my Facebook Messenger and... Um... I'll give you a bit of a flavour of the real thing now. Go on, then. This is a, okay. this is a conversation. Basically, this was on a Saturday morning, and by midnight that night, I was sort of with this person who I didn't even know on the Friday night. So wow. I'll you with them. Wow. of how it started, right? So on, basically, it started with a simple hi. And I'm, hi, everyone, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How's your weekend going? OK, what about yours? Yeah, not bad, thanks, one. I'm I'm just chilling at home. Where are you from? And then I put, do you mind if I give you a nice compliment? That was what I put. She put, yeah, why not? I think you're absolutely gorgeous, one. You look amazing. Oh, thank you. No probs, babe. Are you single? Yeah. Me too, babe. We should go out sometime. Yeah, why not? Can't. Cool, babe. We should Coronavirus, that's why. Okay, can I give you my number? Yeah. And then she dropped ring me, and yeah, I do. And then at this point, mate, I was on the phone, and we were... What were you doing mate, on the I phone? Got... When she was on the other end of the phone, what were you doing? No, I was ch we were chatting on the phone. Yeah, but what, were, you, were you getting a bit sort of sexy with her? Not really, mate, no, because you have to be careful with that. You don't want to come across as a sleaze bag, because that's a... <laughs> that's <laughs> but you've done that already. <laughs> Where's no, the virtual the flowers? Is, the thing is, mate, women hate that kind of thing. And you've got to be a, a nice, respectful guy. Yeah, you're a... Did you send her virtual flowers, Chris? 
no, not on this one, mate, no. But um, but I do, I said many. And, Chris, um, Chris, can I ask a question, Chris? <laughs> you're, yeah. you're, you're, thir- you're 36 years old, right, and you've yeah. not had a real girlfriend, is that right? Well, the thing is, mate, I had one for three days, but it, I'd had enough, mate, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Well, that's it for another podcast. Uh, Asa, everyone. Asa, if you didn't know what I'm talking about. Asa. Then Google it or tweet me on Andy Gosling05. And I'll... Well, I won't even bother telling you what you should know by now. If you're missing your sport or racing fix, we've got exciting news for you. Because on Wednesday, that's tomorrow, we have live exclusive national radio commentary of the meeting at Happy Valley in Hong Kong. Our coverage of this high-quality meet begins with five races from 11am over on TalkSport 2. That's it. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back, of course, tonight alongside Big Face another sports bar the second one of the week from 10pm in the meantime thanks for listening be safe everyone be safe that was a podcast from talk sport